Welcome to episode 14 of And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And the last episode was about what we're making it mean when we have an emotional response, when we're creating meanings to things. The episode before explored a little bit about what other people can make your changes, the things that you have decided upon mean. This episode is a little bit about what people perceive or believe about people in coaching and or therapy. And in general, as a rule of thumb, what I have found is people think people that get therapy are mentally weak, with poor mental health, been through something awful, suffering with grief or abuse, and they're the only reasons people would go. And they see people in coaching as people that can't get on with it, don't know how to do something, are a bit whimsical, to be fair. They're a bit, oh, what are they up to now? And again, see it as more of a negative that they need help rather than a positive. And I see that a lot. I see it a lot. I see judgment on people's faces when they hear what I do. And I know that people who have worked with me, some would have a desire for people not to be known that they're working with a coach because they think it highlights a flaw, an inadequacy or something that's wrong with them. And people that go to therapy in secret, or if they do go to therapy, they're talking about it from the angle, the people that do share it, of what they're uncovering, working through depression, all aspects of mental health. But it's rarely seen and publicized that people just do it for a mental workout, if you like, to stay on top of their mind, their thoughts, their feelings. And they don't necessarily go because of a negative situation. They might be going because of a really positive situation because they value something about therapy and it serves them in a way that's really good. Like going to the gym would serve the body and our health and our agility. People do yoga for flexibility, to still the mind, to be in themselves People lift weights to build strength, to feel strong, to feel good about themselves. There is less judgment when people are conscious of their physical health than when people are conscious of their mental health. And when people hear the words mental health, they tend to think of poor mental health. I'm struggling with my mental health. They don't really think about keeping agile mental health, keeping really flexible in the mind, in the thoughts, in their emotions, flexibility in how they're all linked up. We don't see coaching as necessarily, some people do, but on the whole, a positive that somebody is building agility and overcoming very natural barriers to achieve big dreams to achieve growth, to achieve evolution in different areas of their life, to really elevate, shift, change, build, grow, all of the words that are there within what coaching should provide. And maybe to an aspect, that's because a lot of coaches do talk about spirituality and healing, me included. And because I guess any kind of inner work, any kind of working on your inside world to reflect a change and the difference in your outside world means that to some degree you start to believe 
in more things than you did before you looked at your inside world. (laughs) Most people that do inner work are open-minded to spirituality in one way or another. So you'll hear them talking about it. Most people that do inner work are healing parts of them they did not know were unhealed, did not know they were wounds, did not know that they were activations, and did not know were tripping them up, keeping them in loops and getting them stuck. So when we're talking about the term of healing, quite frequently we're talking about the fact of awareness. And when we have awareness around something, we're able to overcome it, we're able to help it, we're able to support it. When we're unaware, we're unaware. There's nothing we can do about it because we we don't know. (laughs) What we don't know, we don't know. So I think if we are to expand on the meaning, what we're making healing mean, it's awareness. Once we're aware of something, we have far more ability to change it, to support it and to grow through it than we do when we're unaware and we're trying to push through with external goals. A lot of people then will come into coaching with an ideal outcome. And once we deal with the inner world, the outcome might change. The desired outcome might shift having flexibility coming in to grow a flexible, adaptable, agile, mental and emotional health is what coaching really provides, which doesn't mean that you have poor mental or emotional health or that you're at rock bottom. It just means it's an area you want to really develop in. And actually, if you only develop your physical body and you ignore the mental and the emotional, then that's going to take you so far. If you only deal with the mental side and you don't feel with your physical health and your emotional health, it will get you so far and so on. Working with all of them is what enables us to create flexibility, agility and growth. And so when you are considering looking at different therapies, looking at different modalities and looking at different coaches, then what you're exploring is what would be great for me to look into to start to look at my internal world. Because no matter what we change on the outside, if we refuse to look inside, the outside will never be fulfilling. It will give us a certain response for an amount of time. But if we're not looking internally, quite frankly, the external will be an eternal chase. When we look internally, what we find is that projects externally. We don't have to force it. There's not something that we necessarily chase. We look at what the desires and wants are, and we make sure that you are mentally, emotionally, and physically capable of taking the steps and going in the direction and able to hold, have the capacity to deal with all of the things that that goal will bring with it. Because no matter where we are going or what we want externally, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with having huge dream goals, but to have them, we have to be able to hold them. We have to be able to expand and have the agility and the flexibility to work with them. We can't be rigid. And so we need to be able to create that flexibility and agility within you. Many people that enter coaching come with a kind of fixed mindset that A will create B. I want this so I can do that. If I get here, it will make me feel this. This means this. So everything that we spoke about before, about generalizations, about understanding educational learning compared to integrated doing, 
when we understand getting deeper than the top lines that we're saying, understanding the emotions, understanding what we avoid, understanding what we use to self-sabotage, understanding why we are the way that we are, is basically meeting yourself where you are. A very common term that you might hear in coaching. But when we're able to meet ourselves where we are and understand fundamentally, not just where we are, but what got us here. Because what got us here needs to be acknowledged in order for us to process it and in order for us to then engage with a way forwards. We aren't then going to spend lots of time looking back at that. We're going to acknowledge it. We're going to accept. And we are then going to look at how we can support you to move forwards. The support of a coach plus your own support to yourself and the support around you. But please do not believe that entering into any inner work requires you to be at rock bottom, requires things to be really bad, requires you to have loads of trauma, requires you to be, you know, at a big life stage where everything's falling apart or something has happened. It's really, really healthy to be looking at your mental agility, your emotional agility, as well as other ways in your life that you might be looking to be healthy. And so, yes, part of coaching, part of any way of looking after yourself, of developing yourself, of creating less stress within your body, allowing more joy, creating more fun, creating more room for yourself, enjoying life a bit more. I don't believe from any aspect that should be viewed as negative or coming from poor mental health. Even if you have engaged in any of these because you have encountered anxiety, depression, mental health problems, big events in your life, and that's what's led you there. I want to say you didn't get there because you have depression. You didn't get there because of that divorce or that trauma. You got there because you decided you did not want that to define you and you did not want to live in that box because that's the only thing that would take you from there to therapy or to coaching. It's not the thing that happened. It's not the diagnosis of anything. It's not the negative. It's not the struggle. It is the desire to overcome that got you there. It is the desire to change, the desire to expand, the desire for growth, the desire for understanding that got you to the door, to the sign up, to the engagement of external support. So it is always from a positive place that people engage in therapy and coaching because it is not from the place of this is who I am and I'm stuck. It is from the place of this is happening and I want change. This is my desire and there's something stopping me from reaching it. This is what I want and I'd really love to understand more about myself to get there. It is always from a place of desire to change And so people (laughs) that want to make meaning of that, that it's weak people, people with problems, people that can't handle life that are in there, in those boxes and being judged there, please know that you are not there because of your weaknesses, uh, because of your poor mental health, because of your situation. You are there because of your desire and drive for change. And people that refuse to go to therapy, people that refuse to engage in any form of coaching are people 
that do not believe there is more, there is growth to be had, that they should explore their inner world. They are not in a better position than you. No matter what, they might perceive that they don't have mental health problems, they don't have issues, they just get on with things. The fact that they are so closed to looking after that element of their mind and emotions shows how close they are, shows how in a fixed mindset they are, shows how they are uncoachable. If you are in a position where you are happy to create change in your life, willing to engage in help and open-minded enough to explore avenues you haven't explored before, if you are in a position where you know that looking at the internal world is going to make a big difference to your external world, if that creates meaning by other people that you need help or anything negative as a connotation towards that, please know, please know with the biggest smile on my face, which I hope you can hear in my voice, that it is the exact opposite. It is the exact opposite. And nothing fills me with more joy than somebody telling me all the reasons they don't need coaching or therapy, that they're lucky that they can just get by without it. They're lucky that they uh, don't have those problems, that they don't need those things. Uncoachable people are limited because their limitations of the world mean that they are so fiercely protecting their inner world at all costs and won't go there that they need to believe that the people that do go there are weak or are in need or have problems. I'm going to end it there. (laughs) It's a short one this week. I'm going to end it there because there are no other prompts for me to give on this one. I just want you to really sit and think about what you may have believed about therapy or coaching now or in the past, what other people might think about you doing the inner work, what judgment or separation that might be causing with other people somehow maybe belittling you or making you think that only people with poor mental health, fragile people need this help. I want you to know what great strength it takes to look at what's going on within you, to admit that there's more, to be so open to exploring that, whichever way works best for you. I want you to know how much courage, how strong and how unbelievably brave it is to do that, to invest in that, to invest in yourself, to believe that you are worthy of that investment, open to doing it and brave enough to to look at yourself from that view and allow somebody else in too. Because I really do know without doubt, that they are the most courageous, the most flexible, the most willing, the most coachable people that there are. And when you're in a place where you're willing to be coached, you're willing to evolve from the person that you are now into more. You're willing to look at that inner world. You're willing to explore your evolution into something else, your growth. And that's really exciting. That's a really exciting place to be, even if that comes with and I am managing depression, and I don't know how to do this alone, and I'm not entirely sure what the outcome's going to be, and I just know that I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z that happened in my life. If you were just having the thing happen, and that was that, that would be one thing. But you're engaging in change, you're engaging in possibilities, you're engaging with hope, and you're engaging with more. And that automatically shows me that you already believe there is more. You already know that you can move beyond and above this. 
Thank you for listening. As always, you can DM me at The Completion Coach on Instagram or drop me an email, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk. As always, feel free to send this on to somebody that might want to hear it. With this episode, it might be somebody that doesn't want to hear it. (laughs) And feel free to leave a review. Thank you so much.